You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. This week, we talk about trust. How do you know if you can truly trust someone and how you can build better trust in yourself? Hello, 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 everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to Carly's Couch, episode number 197. Yep. Not (laughs) seven. Seven. Mm -hmm. 197. We're so happy that you're here with us. Yes, hope you're having a great day. Thank you for everybody who's been tuned in, listening as we go into the third quarter of the year soon. Or is it now? No, not yet. Almost. Um, The year is definitely flying by, so we appreciate you. This is our, what, third year or fourth year, maybe? I'm not sure. It's coming up on third, like. Um, as far as when we started, we started in the fall, right? Yep. September. Yeah. So going on our third year. So glad you've been here along the way. So glad you've been sharing the podcast, et cetera. And so today I think you're going to really enjoy this topic because y'all love to be messy and y'all love to talk about, uh, relationships and anything relevant. And so I would say that trust is adjacent to that. Although I'm sure, um, we're branching out past just romantic relationships, right? For sure. Absolutely. Trust in general. Um, I was listening to actually, what was I? I was on something and I saw this link to a Brene Brown podcast. And if you don't know about Brene Brown, she's a researcher, um, got really famous uh, from her TED talk on vulnerability. But she talks about all of these very emotive, deep uh, kind of ethereal topics, but she backs them with research. And so I quite enjoy listening to her. I know she's had some issues with intersectionality in the past, but supposedly she's doing better on that. Um, but I listened to this podcast about trust and it really just got me thinking about, you know, what trust is. And I was like, Oh, we should talk about this. And so I was like, wait, have we talked about trust before? And if you listen mm-hmm. to episode 124, we talked about trust issues and about the breakdown of trust in relationships and how to rebuild it. Um, if you can, And some of those situations are irreparable. But if you can, what does that look like? But this week, it's a little different in the sense of just like overarching trust in general. And so, Lexi, how trusting are you? Like, how trusting would you say you are? Of what? People? Mm, I'm pretty trusting in general, I think. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of vague. I say I'm pretty trusting. I'm I'm not distrustful of people. Is it hard for people in relationships or friendships to earn your trust no what about you no I'm a pretty trusting person it's like I trust you and then if you then if you prove to me that you that I can't then it kind of I think there's definitely levels to it though and um every you know that doesn't mean that you're just open and an open book to anybody that you speak to or that you meet um but I don't have the energy to not to like deal with people if I don't trust you, if I don't feel comfortable around you to a certain degree anyway. So uh, for the most part, I would say that I'm pretty trusting. Same. Um, Do you trust yourself? Mm, Yeah, a little bit. There's, there's particular things that I know I don't necessarily trust or that I know that I've broken, broken um, confidence in with myself over time and so there are certain things that I know to take an extra look at or to spend a little extra time with decisions or around certain scenarios etc because of um, past decisions and things of that nature so I know not to necessarily trust like the first thing I want to do in certain cases 
Um, but for the most part, I do trust myself. Yeah, I would say that trusting myself is something I'm building also. Like my therapist and I kind of talk about this often because we've noticed both of us in like situations that I'll talk to him about that. Um, sometimes when I ask questions, I'm like either looking for affirmation or kind of like, a, am, I, am I doing the right thing a little mm -hmm. bit? And he's like, no, you just got to trust yourself. Like you do a lot of work. And so that's been a big theme in our conversations as of late is like trusting yourself more. Mm -hmm. I think it's less about do I trust myself or do I trust people around me and more around, do I trust that things will unfold in general um, and not necessarily feeling like I need to control all the little pieces. Um, so in that case, like I, I could be more trusting around, um, you know, just letting other things happen for sure. Whenever I, and I think that that's a good um thought too is like trust in not just like people or self but like also universe and life and, and things happening um but when I say trust like what is like what does the word trust mean to you like how would you define trust I would define trust as um to trust something means to not fight against it um and to trust something means to not hold back for or towards the thing um, and to trust someone or something uh, means that you are putting the outcome into potentially into that thing or situation or person's hands. Okay. I like that. I would say there's a lot of different levels of trust, but um, trust is like when I feel like I can be vulnerable with somebody, like I definitely have some trust with them. Like there's a, a safeness or um, some type of comfort I have in them to be able to be myself um, and being able to share myself with them. And then also trusting that they're going to be who they say that they are in situations. Um, I feel like you use trust to describe trust though. Basically. Well, that was, so that was, that was actually the point of, of this part is because I, I realized in the episode that, you know, there's a point when they asked you to describe trust. And I was like, man, I've never actually defined it. It's just always been this like thought like, oh, you can trust these people or, oh, I can't trust them or, mm -hmm. oh, I need to build trust. But it's like, what does trust actually mean? And so what I heard from you, the only thing I like I really grasped from what you had just said was like the idea of safety, which I think makes sense. Um, like to trust something or someone is um, like believing it'll be OK or like that you're OK doing whatever it is. Um, but then you lost when you said trust is trusting or something like that. <laughs> well, um, trust is that I can like I believe that who you, that you are who you say you are. I did use the word trust, but it's like more like I can I can I can trust. So to trust is to believe someone. Um, yeah. And, and mm, to, yeah, I think that can make sense, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, what does like building trust look like for you? Like in friendships or relationships, like what are things that people can do to show you that they're trustworthy? Um, the biggest thing is to do what they say that they're going to do. Um, also, I think it's easier to trust people when they are air quote successful or, um, when you feel that they are doing well for themselves. I feel like you can kind of trust that person. I mean, you may not be able to for real, but I think that, um, in general, right? Like if somebody was down bad or like not doing well, you don't necessarily like trust them to, you know, go flip your taxes or anything like that. Um, uh, what else is the question? Building it? Yeah, examples um, like what are some things that people can do to build trust or 
Um, other things to build trust are probably just in how they respond to you. So when you talk about trusting others or making a safe or vulnerable space, um, I don't know if you build it so much as it might be trial and error to see how people react to things. But for the most part, when it comes to vulnerability and trust and things of that nature, I found that the more, more trusting people are trustworthy um, it tends to always be the ones who always talk about trust or you can't trust people or I don't trust this or that, that like those are people you end up not being able to trust because um, I don't know. It's like there's always like a chip on their shoulder or like that's the way they see things as like tit for tat or looking for extra motives or whatever. And so I feel like that tends to like reflect on the person. Um, how can somebody build trust with you? Through actions, um, like when words marry with their actions, they actually, you know, show up as they present themselves. They do things they're going to say they're going to do. They're very reliable. Like I think reliability, like consistency builds trust with me. Um, and then also to your point about when people are successful, it's like if you have fruit in a certain area, I can trust you there. Like if your finances mm -hmm. are going great and you're great at investing, I can trust you there. If you don't have a penny to your name, but you're trying to give me investing advice, I probably can't trust you there. Mm -hmm. And so also looking at people's fruit in different areas, like if – um, someone, you know, was in, I don't know, well, because it's hard to trust people's relationship advice, but basically looking at people's fruit and seeing what, how it like aligns with what they say mm -hmm. is a big thing for me. Um, yeah. And I would also, uh, point out to, I feel that, um, when you trust people, you are, sometimes it can be hard. Let me back up. Sometimes it can be hard to give up on trusting people if you've already like tr started trusting them or decided to. And uh, so for example, when we say like when the words marry the actions, but there's so many times when it's like we find ourselves trying to like prove that, you know, okay, they can get it or they can do it or give people a lot of chances, et cetera. Um, and what is that telling us about trust when we're in predicaments like that? Or when it's like, okay, if you actually trust it, life or the process outside of this person who's not showing you that they're trustworthy, then why would you keep trying to do that? Well, that we probably have issues like trusting ourselves and our own judgment in situations. Mm -hmm. I think that or that's, trusting something better might come up or yeah. Or mm. then I think that just shows how we're all beautifully and inherently flawed humans, <laughs> um, essentially. But are there any examples that you can think of like, or things that have happened where you're like, Oh, I definitely can't trust you. Like when people, do certain things yeah if I've heard um that um people are talking too much like if somebody's telling me something like yo I've even had somebody say that, like why why do you trust this person because they told me xyz um and just kind of realizing you know what is happening even when it might not be malicious or they might not even be thinking it's a big deal or whatever just to know like oh you know you're quick to talk about things or spread somebody's business, stuff like that. Uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind for me. Um, another thing is just maybe if, if something doesn't get done or doesn't, you know, somebody kind of disappears or, or doesn't communicate something um, when a ball drops, I think that's something that kind of chips away at trust. Um, that's all I can kind of think of uh, an obvious um obvious breaking any like promises or you know vows that you may have or commitment or whatever mm. um those types of things of course will chip away at trust yeah 
I don't I don't really have any other big examples like outside of those things because those are very similar to a couple of the things that I was going to say. But she had a great point on the episode. So she did. A, she's a researcher. So she did a bunch. Brene did a bunch of research around trust. And in this research, um, it was showing that overwhelmingly that trust was built through little moments. So they did a mm-hmm. bunch of research and asked a bunch of people and all like, I think they, she said like 90% of the people talked about little things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's really how you start to build trust. So we always think about these big dramatic moments whenever it's broken, but it's really, you know, these little moments that can really start to chip away at it or start to build it up. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think when you talk about, um, cause you asked how do you, how does trust get broken? But when you're talking about, how it's built, it usually is built with shared experiences, like when you went to camp together or went through something together, um, when you're uh, online for fraternity or sorority, <laughs> things like that, um, when you've had to work with a team for any reason. Um, we all know, like, those icebreakers and team exercises that folks do. And it's because, like, in building that camaraderie, like, you're building up kind of trust in each other, whether it be for, like, work purposes or just getting through the goal. I think there's also different uh, consequences or, like, different, not consequences, but maybe outcomes that you're looking for, objectives to the trust, which might not necessarily be past today or past um, the end of a project. Um, And then there's some commitments and some trust that you build uh, hoping that it is for your lifetime or for a certain amount of time, et cetera. So it's definitely built up from those little experiences. I think that's what makes uh, people bond as well. And then, you know, the more bonds and insiders and things like that you have, uh, I don't know, I guess that kind of does make you a little bit more vulnerable with the person. Mm-hmm. And they're showing you that like you're actually you can be safe with them that there's this space where you can actually be yourself or tell your business or whatever. And they're mm-hmm. kind of holding it. Um, there's this quote, trust is choosing to make something important to you, vulnerable to the actions of someone else by Charles Feldman. And I thought that was a great way to summarize, like kind of true, like trusting someone. Cause you really are allowing someone to, you know, have a piece of your heart or an idea or, you know, maybe something hard happened. And so you're creating this space. Um, can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Is it your fault if you trust somebody and they break your trust? Is it your fault? Um, it, <laughs> I don't want to be like George Bush on the J. Cole song, but, you know, I think if someone breaks your trust once, that's not your fault. Like you, you know, are just a trusting person and that's okay. But if you continue continuously place yourself in a situation where someone has shown you that you can't trust them, then yes, it absolutely is. Yeah, I guess that in is part of the term itself. Trust is you're you are kind of like hoping, or you're just um, not even really assuming, but you're just kind of moving in the space that um, you're going to be okay here. Um, but I thought about that when you're saying it's ma- being making something that's important to you vulnerable to somebody else's actions, as if like, okay, what if they did not necessarily agree to that? You might trust somebody, but you know, like if they didn't do the thing, or um, if they didn't come through then you know I wondered like okay is that your fault for trusting them well yeah and also like I think this might be more of like an agreed upon thing because if I'm like trusting you to come through and you know help me with this thing but you never told me that you would help me move that day why am I you know why am I thinking about that right and and so I kind of think it is important to recognize like there are things that should be that are established and then there's there's things where it's like I don't know. Expectations. Yeah. And that's kind of going back to managing your expectations for sure. Yeah. And so thinking about these relationships, like where you can actually trust people or maybe even um, this framework I'm about to give could be helpful in thinking about maybe where some people fall, you know, or should fall on your scale and trusting. She gave this framework called braving 
um, as an acronym to think about trust. And I wanted to just add this for some color whenever you're thinking about trust. Um, and so when we trust others, we are braving connection with someone else. And so the B in braving is boundaries. And it is, I trust you if you're clear about your boundaries and you hold your own boundaries and enforce them. And then you're clear about my boundaries and you respect them. There is no trust without boundaries. Move on. Mm -hmm. um, the R is for reliability. If you do what you'll say you'll do over and over again. Um, and that's something that you can see happen over and over with time that it's valid or reliable or if a person is reliable. Mm -hmm. The A is accountability. I can only trust you um, if when you make a mistake, you own it, apologize for it and make amends. And I can only trust you if that when I make a mistake, I am allowed to own it, apologize for it and make amends. And I think that that's a, a big thing, like being able to see accountability in relationships. And that's not something I said earlier, but that makes me trust people way more when they're able to own their shit or whenever they allow me to. And it's not like the end of the world. Uh, the V is for vault. What I share with you, you hold in confidence and that what you share, I hold in confidence. The I is for integrity. And that is choosing courage over comfort, what's right over what's fast, fun, or easy, and practicing your values, not just professing them. Because we all know people who say a bunch of stuff but don't live any of it. So, you know, just making sure you're living with integrity, I think, is huge with trust. Then the N is non-judgment, where we can struggle and ask for help without being judged. Man, so she had a great point here, too, that I wanted to share because I was like, damn, this is me. So she said that, Whenever we assign value for needing help, like with, when it's hard for you to ask for help, because it is hard for me to ask for help, whenever we assign judgment to effort, like to someone who's asking for help, then we're basically judging people for asking for help too. It's like you can't have it both ways. Like think it's okay for other people, but not for yourself. And so that's an area to really like check yourself on. If you're judgmental of yourself for asking for help, then you're probably judging other people who are asking you for help. Yeah, that's, that probably is true. And then the G is generosity. You can only assume the most generous assumption about my intentions and then check in with me. Yeah, um, I think that that's a very interesting one. And I had to give myself a self-check because it's like the people who we trust, we do assume. It's like, oh, you didn't reply my text message. It's not like, oh, man, I think Lexi's mad at me or she's, you know, doing this to be malicious. It's like, no, nah, she's probably busy, dog. Like, she'll hit me later. It's like, I trust that, you know, you're doing what you say you're going to do, being yourself and just moving forward. And so also evaluating that in our relationships. Like, how are you looking at the people in your life? Like, do you trust them whenever they're not able to show up in certain ways? And then do you have a brave enough space to actually say something about it if you know you had issues? Yes, yeah, so I like all of these because this is really kind of like a roadmap for what does it mean to trust um, is what I'm kind of getting from it is that uh, if you feel that you're able to do all those things. And so now looking at all of those different um, pieces of the acronym BRAVING, you can kind of judge for yourself or think about with yourself, okay, well, how trusting am I really if you feel that um, you can see where you stand with all these different pieces? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to look at it from a framework because, like I said, I've never actually thought about the definition of trust and applied it to my life. So it was very helpful, like, oh, this makes sense. Or when people cross boundaries, like why I feel like I can't trust them or what's going on. But the braving acronym also works like for yourself. So braving for others is braving connection. But self-trust is braving self-respect and self-trust. 
And so a lot of times we can put ourselves in situations where we might not feel like we can trust our own selves, our intuition, our judgment because of, you know, past traumas and all kinds of crazy things that have happened in life. But um, if you look at the braving acronym and kind of apply it to yourself, you can, you know, continue to build and grow that trust with yourself. So thinking about like, do I honor my own boundaries? Well, how do these help you build self-trust? These are almost, it seems like these questions help you see like what your level of self-trust is. Yeah, in the same way that it is with it's probably a good people. assessment. Um, because that's what I, when you were talking about that, um, self trust and and self respect and like what that means as far as braving it with yourself. I that is the first thing I was thinking. It's like, well, how do you build your self trust? But I don't necessarily think it's from asking those questions. Um, I think that if you know where you are with all of these questions of like, was I reliable? Can I count on myself, et cetera, et cetera. That gives you a place to start paying more attention uh, to what you're doing in those spaces. Or like when you feel um, like you're telling yourself like, I, I don't know if I could trust myself here or, or uh, you're talking down on yourself or whatever and catching that. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. So this is a good starting place to see where you are because then you can notice where you might be misaligned and then start to work on those areas for yourself, which helps you foster that self-trust. Yeah, I feel the best, I mean, probably not the only way, but like the first thing that comes to my mind and how to build trust in yourself is in doing things. Um, so you have to continue to like make decisions or you have to keep like um, kind of doing actions that allow you to like show or like continue your track record of like, okay, just cause I messed up that one time or I chose somebody, a bad person to be on my team or whatever it might be. You have to keep going so that you realize like, oh, okay, like with time or um, by changing your own methods or whatever, you are able to do that thing. So starting with checking in with yourself by with the braving. So do I honor my boundaries? Am I reliable to myself? Can I count on myself? Do I hold myself accountable? Am I protective of my stories? Am I uh, in integrity? Was I judgmental of myself? Did I give myself the benefit of the doubt? And am I generous to myself? So starting with those questions and then taking action, you mean just continuing to move forward in, in certain things whenever we mess up? Yeah, like, I mean, if you're having an issue trusting yourself in a particular area, then I think taking action is what that does or, or how you move forward in, like, being able to trust yourself. You have an example? Yeah. Well, I just I just gave one. So um, I've had somebody who's telling me recently, like, they, they're having trouble trusting themselves because they're having troubles with people on their team. And it's like, man, I chose these people. Like, was it is did I do something wrong? Like, how I, how I dealt with them or whatever, and, like, just doesn't know, like, uh, what to do there. But, of course, you just have to keep, like, okay, well, let's get new people or let's look at your process. Whatever it is, you have to keep doing that again until you realize, like, oh, it might not necessarily have been you and or I'm learning something now that does allow me to do better here so that I do trust myself more with my skills as a leader in that case or whatever it may be. Now, that's a great example, and I think um – as always, <laughs> journaling could be a good thing here. So you could, you know, keep track of your methods and see maybe what you could do differently or where you have room for growth. But a big part is like not beating yourself up about it and not being like, I can't ever trust anyone or might trust myself again because I messed up. It's like now we're human, dog. And if you can't trust yourself, like that's probably a sign or if you struggle to trust other people, it's probably a sign that you struggle to trust yourself. Yeah, Probably. Probably. I think it's hard because when you're really in a space where you don't trust 
somebody or other people, especially for a particular reason. Um, I know there's such a strong thing. Usually they, it's like they did something like it usually can correlate to an exact like action or something they said. But I for sure think if you're in general, not a very trusting person, that's definitely a reflection on um, probably what you've, something you've dealt with or, or issues that you've had as well with your own trusting yourself. Yeah. And so if you find yourself kind of struggling with, you know, something like a decision you made or, you know, something where you're doubting your trust in yourself, just kind of stop, examine and then be kind and generous to yourself whenever you move forward. Um, there's another quote that, cause y'all know I love quotes, but I don't trust people who don't love themselves, but say, I love you by Maya Angelou. And that's again, looking at people's fruit and like looking at that. So just kind mm, of, that's a lot of people, It's a lot of people. Um, you know, we're flawed. So they're not saying that like, if you don't love yourself, you can't be my friend, but it's like, nah, if you working on yourself, it's like, what, what does the journey look like? Um, with all of that. But I really was excited to share this framework because I really had never thought about it. You never thought about what? Trust, like breaking it down and seeing the components and like what it looks like mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. and in my relationships and with myself even. Like yeah. as I'm, as that something that I'm like really focused on building with my, you know, in my life. Yeah, I think the acronym was really important. And so what do you do with that from here? Like, do we look at our different relationships and do you need to think about like, okay, who do I really trust? Like, do you feel like you know who you trust in your life or that you, that's something you'd have to think about? I think I know who I trust cause I can feel it. But, um, I would start with myself with all those questions and just seeing kind of where I might not be trusting myself as much or where I might not be giving myself grace so I can continue to build that. But then with other people, I would say like whenever I start to get irritated or whenever I notice there's a rub, like, or I might feel mistrusting of them, it's good to come back to the drawing board and be like, oh, it's because they didn't respect my boundaries or, oh, it's because they're not reliable. Like they haven't done anything they said they're going to do. And then maybe reevaluating relationships from then. Yeah, I feel like it's not hard to, like, know when when to not trust somebody or when you don't trust somebody. Like, it's usually, like, that. those things are obvious when they start not do something. It might be, not be, like, as deep of a broken trust, but, like, you know when it's like, oh, okay, I can't trust that they'll be on time. Like, everybody knows mm-hmm. those people that there's certain things there. Um, that doesn't necessarily, like you were kind of saying, doesn't make you a bad person or whatever. But, of course, based on, like, at what levels trust is not there, not broken, um, there's one thing to know a person and like know some of their habits and, oh yeah, they don't really, you know, they'd be behind all the time, whatever. And then there's another, it's another thing when, um, somebody is either not acknowledging that or they keep saying like, yes, I will be there, like show up at this time. I will be there this time. And they're not, you know what I mean? Like there's just different levels of it, um, to where you can then determine how do you need to move, um, so that it makes sense for you. Mm Mm-hmm. So hit us this week and let us know, you know, what you think about the acronym, how you're examining trust in your relationships and with yourself this week. I would love to hear that at Carly's Couch on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. Check us out on TikTok. We over there popping a little bit. Um, But we actually have a shout out this week. Um, No thanks to y'all. But if y'all do have anybody we can shout out, send us, please. We love to celebrate people doing dope things. Um, this week's shout out is my homeboy, Romar Frazier, my boy, Ro. Um, he got his first patent with Boeing, and it is entitled Translating Turning Veins for a Nacelle Inlet. 
probably did not pronounce that correctly, but he developed this technology to help reduce food waste uh, for food and medicines, like whenever they're being transported. Like, so he been working on this thing since 2017 and he finally got his patent in and is doing amazing things. So, yo, big shout out to him. He's been working his ass off. So mm -hmm. I'm so proud. That sounds cool. It's so cool. His, it's called Cool Cube was like his original idea. Obviously, that's not on the patent, but um Hopefully we see that because it'll make a, re uh, a difference. I think it'll reduce food and medicine waste up to 30 or 40 percent in how things are being transported right now. And, you know, we need that. So big shout out to him. Hit us if y'all have any shout outs. Be excited to celebrate you. And then ending with the question of the week. Alexia, what are the best and worst most recent purchases that you've made? Unless you yeah, have I say I can do. From yeah. this week, I can't think of my whole yeah, life. Yeah, let's do most recent. Um, best purchase I've made um, in this past week would be um, a doorstop. And the worst purchase I have made would be um, this wig that did not do <laughs> nothing it was supposed to be doing uh, at all. And I got to take that back. <laughs> so really, the and then the most useful one was probably the cheapest one and something I just needed and just never got for whatever reason. Um, man, so my, f the best purchase that I have recently was I just bought a portable air conditioner because, you know, in California, air conditioning is considered a, a luxury out here. And so buy one for my room because it's hot AF out is here. Is it a big thing? Mm -mm. It's a little, little portable one, but, um, small, but, but mighty. But it's like different than just like a fan. It's not just like, it's a no, it's an actual air conditioner. Mm -hmm. Like a, you have to have a vent outside mm -hmm. the window. Um, but that's oh, my, okay. That you put on the, in the window. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But my favorite one this year has been my juicer. I love my juicer. I juice stuff like every day. Okay. So then the worst purchase that I have made, oh. um, I've had some terrible food last week. Like I hate whenever I spend mm -hmm. money on food and then I mm -hmm. leave feeling unfulfilled and like I wasted calories and bread. So I had a not decent meal last week. So I yeah, threw it away. It. That's terrible. But yeah. Alrighty. So listeners, what is the worst and best purchase that you've made recently let us know feel free to hit us up on carly's couch um on instagram twitter tiktok the website youtube share the video with somebody share your favorite episode with a friend this week and leave us a five-star review bye y'all peace out <laughs>